had this secret. There's a darkness inside of me. It followed me here. And it's gonna keep coming for us. We share a certain history. Hello. Let's play a game. You know you're like the 10th guy to try this, right? It never works out for the dipshit in the mask. Maybe. But there's never been one like me, Gail. <laughs> I'm something different. That's why I'm gonna shoot you in the head. Hello and welcome back to Franchise Fanatics. I'm Cody Lindley. And I'm Ryan Katmeyer. And today we have the tallest man in the world. Even though he's from Washington State, he does not identify with grunge or the Pacific Northwest. He is the most emo kid in the Midwest. Well, currently in the Midwest. He's raising <laughs> his hand. Because he is, in fact, a kid, and he's used to being in class. <laughs> Go ahead, Mr. Oh, no, no. I was, I was saying, raising my hand, too. Oh. That's true. Oh. I am. Got it. Again, a podcast visual medium. <laughs> well, you know, it is, it is a visual medium. A lot of them are going on YouTube now. That's, That's true. true. Um, not day, this maybe. one. Yeah, not this one. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the voice you're hearing that's neither mine nor Cody's is that of our good friend, Spencer Kavakovich. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Uh, Thanks for being nailed the last name, which is always nice. A good touch. Yeah. Uh, I guys, it's fall and it's emo time. It is. It is. Uh, I I did text my fiance on the way here and I said, it is a spooky, lovely fall evening. Oh, yeah. You know, my 35 minute drive across town, (laughs) three miles. uh, It's just crazy. how long. But uh, the good news is what's 35 minutes? That's an emo album. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yes, they're almost all about that long. So I, I listened to some Hot Mulligan on nice. the way over, and it was Love great. It. And I was like, I could use more traffic. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah, it's like what twelve tracks that are all three minutes long. Yeah. And then there's like one that's like one and a half. And then like there's probably one that's five. So you just, just sat like in your car with. for like the last minute just to be like, I gotta finish. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, and then. You know, I started it with uh, my car in the garage closed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, glad you got out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, my car end. keeps reminding me. It's like, you're not in a ventilator. <laughs> <laughs> it's a smart car. <laughs> they, are, uh, they are now. They really <laughs> make it up. They're so smart. Well, Spencer, thank you for joining us to talk about Scream 6. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. Of course. Guys, who are we being sponsored by? I heard you couldn't sell the movie rights. It's it's all about true crime limited series these days. Well, uh, there's only one sponsor that I could possibly think for this podcast and this movie, and that's Coors Lattes. <laughs> uh, it has to be. And also, I would say for everybody to be inclusive, Coors Edge. <laughs> Coors Edge plays a major part of a scene in this in this movie. So I would say Coors Edge, the non-alcoholic Coors Light. Uh, that's what... Uh, Y'all are sponsored by today. I, I literally did think. I said, what is a Coors Edge? <laughs> when I, saw yeah, that that word. I know all about it. <laughs> that yeah. is so funny that that's what it, they're called. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's because it's like, I'm on the edge. <laughs> mm. I need something like beer, but I can't drink anymore. Oh, I thought it would have been because you're straight edge. Oh, that oh. would have been a better thing as the most. 
the live. <laughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. Damn, At least I still nailed your last name. You did nail your last name. Well, we've, we've known each other for a, a while. Like, at this point, like, we're starting to... It, I think we can just start saying, like, I've known you for, like, what, 10 years? Yeah. Like, think, which is I pretty think crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Knowing anybody that long, I'm like, usually you're transit. Tra- everyone's so transient, yeah. you know? It's like, yeah. well, especially if you don't meet somebody until when you're in your 20s. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Anywho, Cody, who do you think we should be sponsored by? Uh, the horrors of online dating. Uh, the opening scene here is just, oh. just so... I could see this happening, not the actual like murder or anything, but it would be so easy just to get someone to come outside and be like, oh, I can't see the bar. Oh, and like yeah. I, the whole time mm-hmm. I was like, don't, don't come on. <laughs> Any I particular one or uh, I just think, you know, just generally I've done, I, I did. Uh, uh, I did a spat of online dating in my life and it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey that's true <laughs> didn't end up like uh the first scene in this movie i guess huh yeah i'm no. still alive to talk about it <laughs> ryan what sponsor you got for us uh today we are sponsored by bodegas uh mm. one of my favorite scenes of this movie takes place in bodega if you're local to chicago you probably just call it a corner store yeah. they're the same thing yeah. you know uh six to one <laughs> half a dozen to the other I know, like, bodegas, they have, like, their own kind of culture. Yeah, well, all right, you know what? We just lost our entire New York demographic. All right, let me me finish then. (laughs) If you're listening to this and you are in New York City, feel free to fly to O'Hare International Airport and come fight me over what I just said about bodegas and corner stores. Yeah. All right? And he'll be there. got it? He'll be there. Three o'clock Sunday. And if you come at the right time, (laughs) the tallest man in the world and the most emo boy Uh in the Midwest will be there to back me up. And often, emos are lovers, not fighters, and barely lovers. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Anyways, all that to say, go to your local bodega. Go to your local corner store. uh, Get a box of wheat thins and some milk and whatever else you need for around the house. Yeah. be a staple at your corner store to the yeah. point where they start asking you about why you're buying so much of something. Uh, Does that happen to you? Currently okay. at, at my place, uh, we have a little corner store that has these yerba mates, uh, mm. the giraki, whatever. It's like yeah. that yellow, the yellow one. one? Okay. The yellow yeah. one. And they have a peach one. Delicious. 20, 20 calories. The, the least sweet. And so I get like five of them at a time just to have at my house. And he was like, hey, so like, what do these do to you? <laughs> what I love is that's Spencer's real sponsor for the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's also <laughs> Peach, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yerba Mate. Uh, I mean, I do love a Yerba. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but no, I will stay with uh, Core's Edge. Oh, nice. good, good. Who gives a fuck about movies? Now we'll get into Spencer. Please, uh, your initial thoughts of this movie. Any relevant facts? <laughs> okay. I think just to preface everyone, listening because you've had some hardcore scream heads oh yeah or the scream franchise uh run of run of eps and i I almost feel bad that it's me at the end here (laughs) (laughs) because uh you know we were talking hey you want to come on and do scream six and i said well i haven't seen any screams so yes i'll come on (laughs) Uh, and i ended up like that night i watched scream one and then i watched scream six i have not watched the in between. I didn't watch five, and only the crust of the only, Oreo. I, I just only had. Uh, I'm always an only crust. You know, give me the two ends of the bread. Uh, oh, I'll 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 eat them. Uh, but my initial thoughts of 
Scream 6. It was really hard to separate from Scream 1 because I basically watched them like almost as if they were those were the only two movies that existed. Didn't do any research. Uh, just wanted to go in cold. <sighs> A rip roaring movie. <laughs> like it it just it just started and I was like, oh, okay. I'm super into it. And the whole time I was truly just having a blast. I love a good old fashioned uh slasher. Uh just any type of slasher. I love almost all of them. Yeah. Um that I whenever I see one, I'm I'm excited to see it, even the worst ones, as as we've all watched some of those in our friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh but I loved it. I really loved it. I had a great time with Scream. Didn't know anybody's names except for Gail, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just so much context I was missing out on that honestly, I think was totally okay to miss out on. <laughs> like it didn't, I didn't ever feel lost. I didn't ever feel confused. Um, actually, somehow Christine was more confused than me and she was watching it with me. And she, she had seen more of the Screams. And then she kept saying, Scream 1 is based off of the, the Stab movies. And me not seeing any of them except one and this one where Stab exists, I go, that can't be true. <laughs> and she goes, no, it is. And I'm like, it can't be. I just watched Scream 1. They don't talk about the movie. Uh, they're talking about a murder that happened a year before. So we argued quite a bit during it. Uh, but we finally got there and uh, we both had a really good time. That's great. Uh, it, it's kind of the inverse. Stab is based off of Scream right. 1. Yes. So, and that's, yeah. I mean, right away, I, I kind of read the context. Of this <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, you know? uh, it's interesting that you're such a huge fan of slashers, but had never seen any of the Scream movies. It's uh, mostly due to being scared of scary movies until like I was like basically moving to college. <laughs> okay. Nice, yeah. uh, I was a child of the floor of my parents' bedroom for a lot of uh, my late uh childhood <laughs> into my early teens i would sleep in my hallway because i was just scared all the time but i don't know if i was scared or if i just couldn't sleep and i just thought they were the same thing yeah mm. so i was basically on a strictly i'm not watching anything spooky kind of diet like jurassic park <laughs> was like a recurring <laughs> dream for me where just like a t-rex was outside my window and that's not even a very scary thing so it came out when and around the time where i was like i don't Fair know enough. Then it gets so parodied by everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. That I just had never thought to go to it, you know? Like, and then I'm, I'm really glad that you guys asked me to do the show because now I'm going to fucking rip. Uh, oh, yeah. It's it's October. Now it's is a great, great yeah. time. Oh, also, like, I, I want to hear, like, keep us updated when you watch yes, two through five. Please. I will. To hear what you think of them. I will. I, we I'm might excited. provide updates. So we're, we will yeah, move sure. on to another spooky franchise, but if you want to keep up with Spencer's scream journey, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll provide let you some know. updates. Um, yeah, I'll send you the dissertation that I I did save a backup <laughs> copy. Good, thank you. Um, actually, Spencer, when you messaged me, I'll talk about my initial thoughts in a second. But the very first thing when you're like, "I haven't seen Scream," is that a problem? My brain was like, "Ah, probably an issue. We don't want." And then I thought, you know what, though. I'm actually really interested on someone's take who didn't like Love Scream and then is seeing the new cast. So I thought that this was actually a franchise that would weirdly benefit from that. I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I know Spencer likes horror films in general. Mm-hmm. So like he's going to pick up on a lot of the like tropes, how they're used in this. Um, yeah. So just excited. But yeah, I mean, Scream 6, latest Scream, 
you know me and Ryan are pretty biased by now. Yeah, uh, you, you guys really like Scream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard quite yeah. a few hours of content about yeah. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you've gotten to this point, you've heard five hours of mm-hmm. us just mm-hmm. gushing about Scream. Well, it's a 35-minute drive, so you're welcome. <laughs> but no, yeah. So I, um, I actually, I forget who I told this to, but when I saw this in theaters, I really thought it had such a fun energy to it. It does feel more like, okay, we're actually making this like a franchise now kind of mm. takes a step away from, I don't want to say the individual identity of all the screams, but it definitely leans harder into actually being like one of those movies. So like the direct comparison to me and what I think the director and writers almost set out to do is, oh, Jason takes Manhattan is the most lampooned slasher mm-hmm. in Friday the 13th. One of the big reasons he's not in Manhattan till like the end of the movie and all these things. <laughs> and I think they should say they said to themselves, let's make scream Ghostface takes Manhattan and show them how to actually do pretty good. Like, it's not the best scream, but it is so fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's those are my initial thoughts. I'll I'll dive in more here in a bit. I have not seen uh, Jason goes to Manhattan or takes Manhattan, whatever it's called. I also haven't. Uh, <laughs> I, but that's very funny to me. I've seen a, a lot of the Friday the Thirteenth mm-hmm. movies, but it's funny that it's called that, and then he's barely in Manhattan. Yeah, the whole thing is he's on a boat going to Manhattan like the whole time, like the Staten the, Island Ferry, or just a, a boat. Uh, it's I think it's like the Staten Island <laughs> okay. Ferry or something. It's a really pensive movie. He's just sitting and looking out across <laughs> like, the Hudson. Everyone's just kind of confused. They're like, yeah, eh, but it's New York. Oh, God, they're coming for me again. I got I to gotta cut <laughs> it out. I got to go to a bodega. I heard it's just like a corner store <laughs> in Chicago. Uh, I would say, yeah, then they get mad at Ryan for the lies. That's um, fine. But I would say. <laughs> the Dark Knight. I almost, uh, the Dark Knight uh, <laughs> fairies are also on there. Yeah. <laughs> where they're like, should we go? Should, should we, we blow it up? <laughs> Jason's I, the guy with it. Holding <laughs> I would almost. I'm like like floundering between telling you, oh, you should watch it sometime, but it's legitimately like not fun. It's like not a good scary movie. So I almost want to be like, just read about it and read about like why it's bad. You know what? YouTube recaps. That's true. Great for bad (laughs) movies that you don't really care about, but you're like, all right, I'll watch 20 minutes of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Give me the good stuff. But yeah, Ryan, what are your thoughts on scream six? I I'm, I'm very torn on this movie because I do think it's very good. But there's a lot of elements to a screen movie that I think this movie is a little heavy handed about. Uh, and so there's a lot of moments that I really like. Um, there's certain elements of that I really like, like when they're on the subway and the bodega. Um, there's like some. Yeah, just like some other cool stuff. Some of the new characters are just OK, but there are especially like with when it, when it comes to like the meta elements of this, it. It almost become it almost becomes like close to breaking the fourth wall in some instances. Yeah, where it's like you know when uh, when he when Chad's like ushering, um, what is his actual Josh name? Josh Segura. There's, there's too cute many. Boy. There's a lot of people. Oh, Josh Segura. Yeah, from um, the other yeah. Two. What's the character's name? Yeah, the, oh, the other two. Danny. Danny. Yeah. Danny, I don't he's like, he's like, okay, mysterious new guy. Like that's enough. It's like we could have inferred that. Like you don't need to like tell us that. And then at the end when he's like. You're like an alpha male, literally named Chad. It's like, again, we picked up on that. We we've seen five screen movies. We kind of know what's going on. So I didn't love those elements, but I do love a lot of the other stuff uh, from this, like the double wipe uh, at the mm-hmm. end after mm-hmm. they uh, are stabbing yeah. Chad. Super is, yeah, is great. 
uh the bodega scene i love i do love the scene where like that guy who's in line who's like <laughs> like ghostface walks up to him he's like what you got a problem <laughs> and i'm like yeah this is what life in the big city is like yeah, yeah. um so there i do i do like it there's a lot that i do like i like that kirby's back you'll see kirby in another one oh, as know. you probably know and to be um, honest uh i i don't keep up with hayden penitaire and in my head she was the 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 little young actress yeah. from <laughs> Heroes, and then I was like, "Oh, you look a lot different now. <laughs> you look very different." I thought you were going to say, "Remember the Titans?" When she's like very oh, very yeah. young, no, she's I like a little she, yeah. Oh, she's, she's the little girl. She's the little girl. <laughs> yeah, wow. she's probably like what, oh, eight wow. in that maybe. <laughs> um, so, anyways, yeah. I, so, I guess all that to say, I'm I'm a little torn on this movie, but there are a lot of moments in it that I like. But yeah. There's just some of it where it's just like, this is kind of like an Ouroboros. It's become like a snake yeah. eating its own tail yeah. in, in some ways. Uh, but we saw it in theaters together. I was very excited for it. I'll be excited for the next one because as Spencer has mentioned, we're uh, really big fans of Real Scream. big fans so. of it. And it's confirmed there's a next one, yeah? I believe I so. I think so. I, I think Scream 6 maybe did the best out of any scream or was it did it, it just beat it out one yeah good. yeah so i think that it's gonna probably studios can't help themselves even if it had killed the franchise if it made the most money this uh, is true you shouldn't believe everything you read on the internet asshole yeah so we talk some characters yeah uh it'll be super easy to discuss the one recurring character first like the one legacy character Unfortunately, Nev Campbell, we've talked about in other episodes, did not come back because Boom. of salary negotiations, which I mentioned in the last episode. It just seems so weird because they came out so close. Um, it it is very weird, and I want I do want to know more. I gotta do I, I gotta do a out. rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm of course talking about Gail Weathers, Courtney Cox. I um, I actually think this is like the most superfluous we've ever seen Gail Weathers in one of these. Like mm. she really doesn't have that big of an impact. Like she does come in and she's like the theater's owned by these guys. And I was excited to see her in the movie, but like, especially after at the end when she's like, I'm not going to write about this. I'm going to write about Dewey. And then she's like, they just completely changed that, mm -hmm. which just feels arbitrary. They're like, JK, actually I'm going back to being the closest I've been to scream one with no character development. Um, but yeah, that's, those are my thoughts on her. I just, I mean, she, Courtney Cox is great. We get Gail Weathers, but it isn't, it just is, doesn't feel like a continuation of the character really. Yeah. It felt like her presence was a little more forced when it should feel maybe the most organic because she has always lived in New York and it's gone to Woodsboro, right? Yeah. That's like kind of been her thing. And now they're in New York. So she should be just kind of around there. I did like when, uh, Melissa, not Michelle Barrera. I have cousins named Melissa and uh, Michelle, which is part of why no. I uh, confused that last time. They're obviously very different people. But anyways, uh, when Melissa Barrera goes to punch her and she dodges it and then Jenna Ortega oh, clocks yeah. her, that was a nice uh, that was a nice little touch. But yeah, I, that confused the hell out of me, too, when they're like talking about what she wrote and all this stuff. And I was like, this feels kind of like Gail from the second movie or the first movie where it's yeah. like. You said you weren't going to do all this stuff and then you did it for your own purposes. And you said you were going to write this book about like your, which also like that kind of sucks just from like being a fan of the franchise. Cause it's like, well, yeah, it would have been nicer if she would have written something about Dewey. Like I, I, I mean, I I'm much more satisfied with Dewey's end than I am Sydney's. Cause like Dewey at least got like 
an end. An end. An end. Yeah. yeah. And whereas Sydney is like mentioned a few times in this movie, like uh, she's mentioned one time in this movie. <laughs> she's mentioned twice. Is it twice? She's mentioned very uh, like when uh, when Gail meets uh, Tara and Sam again. She's like, I talked to Sydney. She's not coming. Like they're that hold was up the only safe. time I clocked. The other time is when after Gail got attacked. She goes, tell Sydney he didn't get me. He'll never get me or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, um, spoiler alert, another franchise that the three of us are huge fans of, uh, Fast and Furious. It's kind of like when Brian gets mentioned, mm-hmm. who is played by Paul Walker, mm-hmm. who yeah. in real life obviously has passed away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So anyways, uh, but to Cody's point too, like Courtney Cox is always great. It, you know, she has never done anything wrong in these movies, either the hair department or the writers of the film have. Yeah. Uh, I did see some pictures of, I think, is it three where yeah, she's got three, the, yeah. the fringe kind uh-huh, of going on? Uh-huh. Man, wild stuff. Yeah. Uh, I So I think this is maybe where it starts to kick in that I have, I definitely had a different view of this movie because of not seeing any of yeah. the middle. Yeah, no. I, to me, this is a great continuation <laughs> of the Gale that I know. Yeah. Okay. Because I do think, from what I understand of the other movies and hearing the podcast, like Gale becomes more fully formed a little bit mm-hmm. as the romance and like, you know, seems to be different. This felt very, and I would assume five probably she comes in hot because they don't like her in six. You know, they're like pretty against her right away but i was like okay this feels like gail kind of maybe went into a stasis from the events of the first movie and this you know i don't know anything so i'm just not trying to fill in the holes which maybe is the the nice part about it yeah Uh, i don't have any holes to fill so i can't tell if there are any like because i don't know um but i i really like that she came in and i was like okay this started to tilt me to really feeling like this movie was truly feeling like a sequel to one uh, more than a sequel to the reboot five. Mm-hmm. If that makes, cause, cause the way I watched it, it is, oh, is yeah. a yeah. Good, good part. Uh, but then it, it started to hit me in like the structure of it. There was a lot of similarities to the structure. They're calling back to, you know, the first ghost face, just like in five. Um, and I, I, I actually thought I liked it, but it probably feels somewhat of a betrayal of like what she had become because it did seem that she was pretty similar to the character of the first movie right away. Yeah. Um, but for me, since I don't know, in the middle, <laughs> it was awesome. No, yeah, no, that that's a great point. You said something that I, oh, one thing that I think both five and this movie do a lot are create really strong connections to one visually. Mm-hmm. Like um, in five, there's a really good meta moment where, they literally, it's almost a shot for shot remake with Randy's. Oh, you've seen one, but I've seen one. Yeah. So Randy, when he's like talking to the TV and he's like, turn around, turn around and ghost faces behind him. They bring that back in five, like in a very fun way. And then the punch in this one. But mm-hmm. Yeah. How's that for nostalgia? Fucker. <laughs> Moving on to the core four for Spencer's first time with core four. First time with the core four, and I'd say in the movie they sell it as if it's the first time they've said core four. It is. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. C- cool. Because it. I wasn't sure listening to the fifth 
podcast yeah. episode. I think we say uh, it a bunch. Okay. But they, yeah. 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 I was like, okay, they seem to be hitting this this joke, uh, this <laughs> thing like it's new, but it sounds like it was in five. Um, I like, I like the core four. I mean, I love uh, what is it, Jasmine? Jasmine yeah, Savoy Brown. Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge fan of Yellow Jackets oh, as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And just at Leftovers. I love Leftovers. So good in that. So I liked it because I liked like the the act the actors. Mm-hmm. The actors, actresses. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they yeah, they don't have a ton going on except being the she you know, she's the person to say, here's the rules of the game. Um, more so than anything. And then does have that some good mo- good scenes and uh in the most intense part of the movie i think the subway montage Mm -hmm. um but the core four i was like well but it's like really two and then other two yeah (laughs) you know like i was like core four seems strong because you guys don't seem very connected uh as much as you're saying it so much um and then also totally fine with just separating at the climax like, like being like, oh no, it's okay. We don't have to really figure it out. Uh, we're just getting chased by Ghostface, and she missed the train, so she's on a different one with like a guy we don't know. But none of us are gonna worry about it. Yeah, they're like, oh, she texted, which clearly is like Ghostface with a phone or something, because they do a very subtle thing where she's trying to send a message and can't. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's also like, I mean, I said it out loud when I was watching this movie. I was like, why don't they just get off on the next train? They yep. know what car she's on. Just literally get off. Stand there. Get what are on. the odds that the- Ghostface is in that train platform? Like, if he didn't follow yeah. you there. But yeah, I mean, Jasmine's boy Brown, just to take a moment to talk about her, because I do love her character. I think she does train scenes great. Great. And also, scenes. I think at the end, she gets to have a lot of fun when she's like, I got the kill. I missed oh, the monologue yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, that, was yeah. yeah that, that was fun. fun. I know who the killer is. It's Ethan and Bailey. And Quinn. And Quinn? Fuck. Did I miss the monologue again? I, I think like, I was trying to figure out how to put the words together to describe like the layers that Scream 6 has with like how many realities we're kind of playing in. Uh, And I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. Like I was it's like so it because it's like a meta commentary on horror movie slashers that do exist in the movie that are a commentary and a bad version of the actual events of the first movie. And then they are now, and they continue to push the boundary of that to a point of like near true face to the camera meta. Um, But then for whatever reason, I was way more fine with all of that stuff in this than like any Marvel movie of the last like five years <laughs> of like the kind of idea of like, we know we're self-aware, like self-awareness in yeah. kind of pop cinema is like super big. Uh, you know, it's like you, the, the character has to let you know that you're in on the joke that the, that's happening. Right. Like instead of just letting the joke happen. And I think they were playing with that in a fun way, except some of when you're going that hard, into the meta-ness of we know everything and I know all of the movies do that in different degrees but you're not you're not just gonna always have a gun like some of the yeah. things that have to happen to make it a horror movie were the only parts that took me out of it and I and then so can I pitch you is it too early to pitch you an all a, a seven <laughs> yeah no just a seven. Seven. Go pitch for us it. The seven. okay so 
some of the coolest parts of the movie were like there's straight up fight scenes, right? Like, and it's yeah. not like I'm getting chased. It's like let's fucking go, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, like Courtney Cox in in her apartment. Like that's a straight fight scene. Yeah, like a good three and a half minute fight scene. Pretty brutal. Good camera work. All that stuff. Why don't we go, Sydney? Or uh, not Sydney? What's the what's her the new it girl? The Sam? Oh, Sam. Uh, let's go full Ghostface John Wick. Okay. Okay. So let's go make it a horror action movie straight up. That's one genre I don't think they've really, they haven't really done like a horror action straight up movie. And like, I don't know how much more twisting on itself it could get. So your pitch isn't a story or a plot. It's just a lean more movie. I'm just saying go. Like if you're making Scream 7, yeah, these I directors agree. obviously like they they lens action well. I think they mm-hmm. they are good at they're good at um keeping things straight in their visual storytelling of like high-paced moments. And they seem to like violence a lot because there's this is a violent, violent movie. Yeah. Uh, and but then but and that also fixes the logic gap of Y'all know you're getting ghost faced. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are talking so clearly about this. You guys seem to have some plan. Everyone should have a gun because why wouldn't you have a gun? If you're so aware of the situation, that was the only thing that really bugged me about the movie. Got it. Uh, or like even just, I don't know, like a baton. <laughs> like <What>? something. <laughs> it's a shame you say that. And you were talking about the Courtney Cox scene uh, where Gail's getting attacked. And uh, I'm just using get Courtney Cox and Gail others interchangeably now. <laughs> they are the same person. That's true. But uh, I was like, if I were her, I would have like a full on Kevlar like suit mm-hmm. and like get a shotgun. Yeah. Like she was shooting through the door and stuff, which like, again, Very like cool. love people I, shooting through doors. Yeah. Like I, Gail Weathers, like she never backs down from a fight. She's a fucking badass. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, if this was me. Like I'm having a panic room. I'm having like, like I'm going to, I'll probably have a flamethrower. Honestly, I buy a flamethrower. Yeah. That's like, not, I don't that, care. That I mean, yeah, down if you, my, are, if you find out that gone you've gone through all this stuff so many yeah. times, like, <laughs> and she's gone through this literally six times. Yeah. At this point. There's not a movie that, skipped out on a gal's weathers no that's a great point i mean yeah just some quick thoughts about the other core four too it's like they're fun but they also are clearly throwing a lot of spaghetti against the wall with this one they're like but what if uh chad and uh para what if they're kind of yeah. a thing mm-hmm. and it's like it, it's not that it doesn't work it's just like okay why not like you don't really do much with it yeah and i think <laughs> i think that's like to me Within the movie, the reason I still was like, I'm still having a great time and I don't really care about yeah. any of the things that I'm like, you know, nitpicking uh, is because it does feel very much like, but remember, we are, this is a slasher movie. Yeah. yeah. Like this shit doesn't have to be deep. Like there's supposed to be people that are falling in love in every one of them. Every slasher movie has to have that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, all right, well, we'll have it and then we'll stab him a bunch of times. It'll be fine. <laughs> like a ton of times a ton of times yeah i feel like sam doesn't it's like maybe the which i'll probably like think about it and regret saying this. not regret it, but just not agree with myself i feel like she gets the least like growth i wish i had seen her have a little bit of like spencer as you'll see mm. sydney's kind of growth even if it's in different ways and it changes like it makes sense based on the fact that she's being ghost face what happens and like granted she is like let's get out of town i'm kind of going to a therapist but like Really, she doesn't like she's basically the same Sam we got in five, which, again, I think 
for like a franchise movie for this to be the first like feels like we're really just going for like the scenes and the meta-ness than the story maybe six on which I'm fine with like you said more of a horror action movie but I do feel like a lot of similar overlap in her character between the two of like (laughs) I can't listen to the voice inside me but dang it feels good to let go and kill a bunch of people at the end (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ryan what are your thoughts any core four thoughts you got you know, I, I think a lot of it was said on the the last uh, recording. Uh, I, I did like that there was quite a bit more that Tara had to do in this one. I, I really liked Jenna Ortega and that character quite a bit. So that was nice that she wasn't just kind of holed up in a hospital yeah. or like multiple casts the entire time. Uh, one thing I will say that it's not really like it well, it's related to Sam for sure. That is similar to like how Reddit played such a big role in the last movie. Like. Now there's like these conspiracy theories about her. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that like seems like it could actually like viably be a thing if this were the situation. Seems which like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying if there were, if there there's, was, no, I like? know there are, I'm talking about in this particular instance, <laughs> I know that there are a shitload of conspiracy theories out there though. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, you know, she clearly like, was like I just like that you're playing right, the whatever on conspiracy theory. <laughs> not conspiracy theories. Hey, I'm not saying, oh my god! <laughs> Look, I I'm really <laughs> like to discuss the Loch Ness monster. None Those of are the, the good ones. Old yeah, conspiracy exactly. theories. Those are the good ones. About. That's, That's what I'm talking about. Ones. None of these newfangled no, ones. New I don't want to talk about what's going on in the basement of pizza parlors or none no, of that. Not at all. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, so that to me is, is scarier than most of the things in this movie is that it's like, oh, you can go through all that and then still like have people hate you because they think you did it all and like mastermind it and stuff. Yeah. It's really easy. Yeah. For people to ruin everyone's lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that's the world we live in. Like anyone's life could be ruined pretty easily if someone has like a little bit of pull on the internet or a little bit of know-how how to like bot attack stuff and just like flood. Yeah, uh, flood the gates, and we'll give you Spencer's uh, Instagram at the end, so you can message him directly if you want to figure out how to do that. He yeah. knows a lot of dark web stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Instagram is the only one I have of any of the things, really. So uh, that would be the place to find me. Don't know what my handle is. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll if figure you can it out. Spell his last name, then you, uh, yeah, are worthy of finding his handle yeah. within Scream, because like I do think like presentness of like conspiracies and online and like all of that and then reddit on the the last one does it ever kind of make you feel a little icky like in scream so much because you're like this is kind of like it's pre like columbine for the first movie and then a lot of them are post that yeah and sometimes i'm like i really like this and people definitely misunderstand what these are doing you know what i mean like and it could feasibly like the 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 world of stab and then people emulating stab i'm like man that's really true (laughs) yeah i I get what you mean i think not not at all to play devil's advocate you're 100 right i think one of the things that i can at least be like oh is the bad guys are never like but aren't they like sympathetic that's Uh, true which is the only because if if they ever did that then i think i'd be like i don't know about this because a lot of slashers i feel like not a lot of slashers, not with the classic icons, but nowadays want to go for like a complicated reason why someone's doing mm-hmm. it. And that's fine. But it's like, well, then we're just really getting into kind of more of an ickier ground of like what would really lead someone to do this instead of like Jason, 
guy that drowned in a lake came back to life to get revenge. Like, you know? Yeah. I didn't want to spend the rest of my life being afraid of monsters. I wanted the monsters to be afraid of me. I guess let's last group to talk about the trio of new ghost face killers, the family that none of us knew about. The Baileys. The Baileys, right? The Baileys. You want to kick us off with the Baileys? I'll kick you off with the Baileys, sure. Um, well, I'll I'll kind of talk about the three of them individually and then as a group. As a group, I, I don't know what to feel about them. It seems like really <laughs> strange and convoluted as to how they kind of formulated all of this. And then it's kind of like, okay, well, you're a cop, but your first, your oldest son was a murderer. And it's like, what? What, where's the chicken and where's the egg here? Like, did you become a cop to like mastermind this and avenge him? Were you always a cop? If so, like, why why weren't you kind of understanding what's going on here and whatever? It just seems really weird to me in a lot of ways. And also, if we're talking about leaps in logic, like if you are a direct parent of a killer and you are a public servant, like a police officer, yeah. there's no way that like that connection is right. unknown. Right. And also they keep <laughs> fault, they keep faulting Sam for being the child of a murderer. And it's like, well, you are Billy Loomis in this situation, mm. Detective Bailey. Like you mm. like are the father of a murderer and a murderer yourself now. Uh and so, okay, all right. I'll talk about Detective Bailey. What the fuck is he doing in this last scene? That is like uh, that's Dermot Mulrooney, right? Is that his yeah. name? I, yeah. I, I, okay. He's all right in a lot of other things that I've seen him in. His overacting in this last scene, it's like, okay, are you trying to be Stu Mocker? Are you trying to be Mickey from the second one? You're just, you're so over the top and it's, it's annoying I, me. I it's annoying that's me. That's kind of a thing with that. Uh, Dil, Dil, what is it? Dylan? Dermot Mulrooney. Dermot. Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, Dermot Mulrooney. Um, <laughs> have I been a perfect dad? Maybe overindulge Richie's love of these little movies. Yeah, maybe. For me, they're just a little dark. I I think he does. He kind of when he goes hard, he goes a little too hard in a lot of okay. stuff. Like, cause isn't he's like a I don't know. He's one of those middle. <laughs> he's so middle, right? Yeah. Uh, there's like so many very similar guys in Hollywood, yeah. like like him. The one thing about him is like he will chew it up if you let him chew it up, and. Probably tip a tone, maybe over. And yeah, yeah, I, I can see what you're talking So anyways, that's kind of my thoughts on him uh, throughout the whole movie. Otherwise, like he's he's fine. He's relatively convincing. Like you never really like considered him necessarily. Um, Quinn is in this movie for a total of 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really have like a whole lot to say about her. Uh, she's she has a lot of like, I think, funnier moments where like, you know, She's like, you hear like the male voice coming from her bedroom and she's just kind of like, she's like, babe, she's like, no, <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, is that Peter? Who's Peter? Like all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So like the, the moments where she's in it, like she is a funny character and everything, but she just has such little screen time that like, I don't have a ton of thoughts outside of that. Did I cock block you? Mm. What did you just say? I cock blocked you. No. I cock blocked you, didn't I? Please. Immediate no. Stop I, saying I totally... you were I do think it was an interesting red herring. I don't know if we've ever really thought. Um, I know there's been times where like supposed ghost faces or actual ghost faces have been attacked, but I don't know if there's ever been a time where like we like actually thought a ghost face was dead. Roman Bridger, Scream 3. Remember he goes into the basement oh, and then they yeah. see it. But yeah, you're right. That was like 
kind of and, like a very quick turnaround time. But you you are also correct. Bad. But it's not yeah. it's not for like most of the movie where yes. you're like the yes. character's written off. Um and then Ethan I is he's just the most aloof individual of all time. They're all like, yeah. Oh, you're the killers. Like, Oh, what? Yeah. Like, it's like, I mean, are you constantly waking up from a nap? Oh, what's like going that, on dude, here, dude? He, it's like, I, I really feel bad for him. Cause he's like 20 down in that type of guy, you know? And like yeah. in Hollywood, there's like, I was like, okay, so you had Qu- Randy Quaid or Jack Quaid, Jack Quaid, yeah. Randy, <laughs> whatever. Uh, <laughs> it'd be, it'd be hilarious. Like if Randy Quaid. Quaid. And I was like, okay. And then you had, um, uh, what was the guy in the the last one? Len, uh, L- Logan Lerman, L- Logan Liam, what? one of the people, <laughs> one of the ghost face of the last movie, I think. Like, and then we just kind of, uh, oh no, sorry, in the 2011 one. Oh, uh, Rory Culkin? No, it oh, but matter. he was okay. the love interest. I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. So uh, he was like, okay. Basically, like, there's a lot of guys that look like that guy yeah. uh, that do horror stuff. Yeah. Um, like the American Horror Story guy, like from the first oh, couple yeah. seasons, Evan Peters, Evan yeah. Peters, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of people like look kind of like him, and he didn't give get anything to do, and yeah. he definitely didn't make anything of what he got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's those are my very long winded thoughts on the Bailey trio. I'll run through them quick. Uh, <laughs> Detective Bailey, I love it. I love him chewing the scenery at the Hot end, but I, I I get how it is um, very divisive, but it's just. Like the way that he just so quickly and like he hates the movies that he's like, yeah, it's me. And then he just gets to it. He's like, of course, it's me. Um, like, uh, I like him, but he, I completely agree. Both other ghost faces seems like they may have been better served by being one of the children and more screen time dedicated to them. Because like early on, we get this scene with Ethan where he's like trying to flirt with a girl and then it doesn't happen. And then that's really all we get until they're like, you could be the killer. And like you said, he's just aloof. Yeah. And then with Quinn, it's like, oh, she's kind of the, I thought we were going to see a lot more of her because of this friend character. And I get she gets killed off early. But even then, it's like we don't seem to like like they're mad. But like Quinn is the I think the least affected anyone is by like a death in this besides the detective. Um, but yeah, I mean. Ultimately, for the story, very interesting continuation, very interesting. Like, I actually kind of like the parallels in a lot of ways between this and two. like. It's about being at college. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't take place in Woodsboro. The parent of the previous killer is the killer. Yeah. There's some cool parallels, but like, yeah, I agree. I don't think they quite stuck the landing with it, with these ghost faces. I mean, I will say though, shouts out to how realistic that college party was, that college house party. Oh yeah. Like I was like, yeah, I've been to that party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, it yeah. really felt like some of, some of it, I was like, they really did a good job trying to like capture a realistic vibe of like everyone's just kind of standing around. It wasn't like a huge, like, you know, in the original scream, it's like, it's a (laughs) classic Uh nineties movie party where this one is like, I'm like, yeah, no, this is, this is the party that I would be at for sure. Yep. It's just like, are you drinking and standing over here? Yeah. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I need to, you know, I saw that in a scary movie once. All right. Well, those are our thoughts on the characters. Uh, A lot. So many characters go through towards the end of the franchise. Um, Spencer, I've got, Three minutes on my timer, and you will get to see this. But let's start the three-minute plot challenge in (laughs) three. Wait, why do you have a question? Yeah. I won't be able to name anybody. That's fine. So I'm just going to be... Try your best. Okay. (laughs) One, two, three. So we start 
with a classic, I assume, Scream opening death scene. Uh, I assume they all have them. If they don't, even better for me watching the movie because I'm like, wow, that's a nice bookend. They're bringing it back. Uh, and it's a lady in a yellow dress that the whole time I kept thinking, they should have gotten someone like Drew Barrymore uh, like to trick me like like the first one did. It should have been a bigger... It's like Samara Weaving, which I, is that is that I think Hugo she's on her Weaving's way. Daughter, wife, uh, yeah. Are they daughter. related? I think so. Um, yeah, she was awesome, and I was I, and I was like, oh, it's great. But I, it would have been cool to see someone uh, big. And then we get uh, the she she gets stabbed. Uh, she gets stabbed pretty bad. Uh, don't think she's gonna make it. And then uh, we go to uh, the stabby guy's house. Um, <laughs> guy from Grand Budapest Hotel and at the stabby guy's house he's like My roommate's not home and he gets a phone call and at that point uh, he's he's in the ghost face folks uh, he's in the ghost face he finds his his buddy in the fridge and then he gets super murdered as well um, I like that he got murdered he shouldn't have murdered that nice lady um, she seemed like she was fun uh she's walking down alleys and then the <laughs> next thing that happens is definitely more people uh meeting up because there's seven thousand characters in this movie so they're like they're hanging out they're at a party they're at their house something like that they're all doing things and then more killings start to happen uh and then gail shows up or gail shows up before the killings and then there's more there's the bodega scene, the corner store scene. That one's pretty cool, guys. That's where the core's edge gets tossed at Ghostface, uh, perfectly framed and perfectly positioned in, in to make sure I saw that core's edge. What branding? Uh, we get into a bunch of subway stuff, uh, and the only freaking reference you didn't see on that subway was Jared, uh, because you saw references for all the other killers of everything. You got Baba Duke. You got Jason. You got them all in there. And they die. And I, okay, so I'm doing pretty good. Uh, there was uh, earlier, we actually discovered a bunch of stuff that I missed. Uh, there's like a movie theater that they rented, just some kids renting in New York. So that's cheap, I guess. You could live in a movie theater in New York and have a ghost face house. And then we all, we do some other things. Gail dies. We swing back around and we're back in the theater. There's a stab into the, vertebrae uh, at the base of the skull that person lives bunch of ghost face stuff they never dance they should dance there's a stage and then they all die except no one dies great job none of the main characters die except gail <laughs> that's what well, a perfect also, three minute plot I, i'm sorry but i do i do need to correct you in one way gail does not die Huh? <laughs> oh, she's got a faint. They, oh, I forget. Do, they they go she, like, she she's got a faint the, pulse. No, she doesn't show oh, up at no, all. No. Okay. Play. When they say she has a faint pulse, I think that's fake. Really? I think because they're like, these girls are real. They're like, they're upset this happened. And we're just going to say there's a faint pulse because the EMT gives a little look to the other guy that's very much like, hell no. But then she goes, there's a faint pulse. <laughs> don't they say at the end she's gonna pull like she's well, gonna they, pull through? I don't or? know if they say it specifically about her. The killer okay, at the well, end says, "Then we got to get over to the hospital." He goes, yep. John Mulaney says, "We got to get over to the hospital and make sure that we finish off Gail and uh, Mindy." Well, I was 
pretty stoned watching the movie. So <laughs> nice, yeah, I'm not going to remember No, no, you're, you're no, fine. Okay. It y'all, affects the short-term I, memory. I, Don't know if y'all knew that. <laughs> I have to say, I think my favorite thing is um, Spencer looking at the time, seeing the 36 seconds remaining. Going, I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing yeah. really good. Yeah. I, I think I think what's funny, and you're not wrong, Samara Weaving is not quite there, but I think give her like three years and she uh, would yeah. be like a Drew Barrymore. Because um, she was in Ready or Not. She's been in a lot of stuff I've really enjoyed, but she's just starting, I think, to be super front and center. Yeah, I mean, and I, it makes, I mean, she was very good in that scene because you need someone to instantly get you oh, into yeah. the movie and she did a good job. Like, with that, I was just like, Drew Barrymore... I don't really know who this is, but then also I couldn't really think who could it be. Yeah, that's good. I point. don't know who like the it people are right now. She also often gets like kind of lumped in with like Margot Robbie and yeah. Anna Taylor Joy. <sighs> so that man, that's that that's a wide gap though, isn't it? Isn't like Anya Taylor Joy like twenty six and like oh, isn't I'm not sure isn't Margot Robbie like 34, 30? I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. I didn't sure. do my research on that. Yeah, but, I don't. I mean, uh, yeah, I Margot Robbie's not in this, so I didn't look up her age. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> She's a child. When did they start letting children into the FBI? I'm 30. Okay. Well, you look like a zygote. That brings us to the recap rating. Spencer, great job. Thank you so much Thank you. for yeah. a great three minute plot um, challenge. Could you send me how accurate I was? Uh, sure. Like, yeah, we'll send you, you the percentage. You it, I assume <laughs> yeah. you grade these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we send them, uh, we mail them to our guests in little manila envelopes like they are a report card. (laughs) Yes, literally, uh, I hope my comments are good. That's all my mom ever cared about. (laughs) If you get good comments from the teachers, the grade can be whatever you need. Oh. Did you ever get really bad grades, but really good comments? No, I always get pretty good grades and most of the time good comments, except... you know, when I had a teacher that was an enemy. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah, yes, of course. Classic situation. Um, recap rating. Yeah. Brian, you want to kick us off? You want me to go? <clears throat> My Make recap sure again. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I should have wet the old whistle before uh, talking. I didn't. But regardless. Um, yeah, as, as far as, again, I'm, I'm like kind of torn about this movie. There are a lot of elements that I really like about it. I do really like the opening scene. We haven't talked about that a whole lot, but there's, uh, you think you have like an idea, like they reveal the ghost face right away, which they've never done. Yeah. Uh, turns out it's a little bit of a different situation. Um, that was kind of a cool, like different, like same, but different opening. Again, there's a lot of like fun elements and scenes in this that I really like. I like the Kirby's back. Um, I like the core four, um, you know, mostly, uh, the performers and the characters a little bit as well. So, there's a lot I like about this. Um, I really don't like that Sydney isn't in it. Um, they just did not tie that up at all. And I don't know if we'll get a chance to now, which is a huge bummer. Um, so, you know, because of that, I should give this movie next to nothing, <laughs> but I will give it two and a half stars. Uh, mm-hmm. I will give it two and a half uh, Stumacher TVs out of Five Stumacher TVs. Nice, nice. Spencer, you want to go ahead and give us your recap rating thoughts? Yeah. Um. So this this is really where I think I have a huge benefit over y'all of not seeing <laughs> the middle, because had Nev Campbell been back, I really do think this is a perfect, truly like a thirty, a twenty years later. Let's pretend they never all happen, and this is the direct sequel. Uh, kind of thing. If Nev Campbell's there, you could do it where it's like, this is a direct sequel to one. 
Yeah. Because I think Gale makes sense. Uh, I think it's it. It made it made me not worry about how complicated Scream is because holy shit, Scream is complicated. It's very complicated. Every single movie is like so complicated and it's so turned in on itself now. Um, I but I really, really enjoyed it. I thought like as a movie, as like a slasher movie, it's got really good kills, like fun, fun stuff. uh, And that's really super important in a slasher movie. You got to have some signature stuff. Give me more of the bodega situation. I re- it wasn't. It's an amazing scene. Super tense. Yeah. Um, I really think the the director duo radio silence. Yes. I think, so. um, yeah. I think they got a. They they really were framing everything uh, clearly. Like, and that's like something that is tough in horror sometimes. But I do think like we're at a better spot than we were like maybe five years ago with that. But just showing what's going on and being able to follow it pretty simply um, and and doing a little flourish here and there just to have some fun. Uh, I think I got to give it out of five blade wipes from getting the blood off. I would give it four blade wipes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I am. You know, there are. I, I'm, I think I'm a little less torn than you, Ryan, but I am still torn in a lot of ways about this movie. I think one scene that I, I have to mention, because we haven't talked about it at all, but sticks out for me in the same way of a lot of these other scenes, Subway, the Bodega, the ladder escape, where it's just like oh, slow dread, yeah. and you're like, come on. I think I think she could have reached out, but I get it. I'm scared of heights. I don't know what I would do in that situation. I'd be like... I mean, you use you use the windowsill as a fulcrum. You have two people on the side. You just tilt it up, and then yeah. she just slides right down. That's, I mean, that is solve the problem, you, Mister Man. That's a great engineer. He was space. really. Let's like, bro, you look like a guy that's been around tools. You have a weird <laughs> ladder in your New York apartment that's that is twenty true. feet long. That is true. <laughs> like, think about it for a second. Think about it for like, a second. Just pull her over. You're big and strong. She, <laughs> she weighs is, literally nothing. She was pretty like slashed up at that point, though, right? Ghostface yeah, got saying, her a little I'm bit. I'm saying right? you tilt it this way, she slides right into the window. Oh, I see what you're saying. You use the windowsill, you pull it down like it's a seesaw. Yeah. I see, you pull it in a bit and you tilt yeah, it up. Yeah, 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 yeah I pull it in it. a bit. So there is some danger there. Yeah. I, also, if any of them had a gun. <laughs> right. If they all just had guns. There was like three moments in this also, movie where they like. Could he not throw something at the window? He had his whole apartment of stuff. Yeah. And he just, hey. He could have hey, used that long window to, he, to poke it about. Yeah, he had the whole ladder ripping to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, agreed. Exactly. This is a great. This discourse is what I love and hate about this movie in equal measures. Not hate. Love and dislike. Um, but I'm going to say overall, it's campy. It's fun. I think I'm excited for if they start doing. I don't want them to ever do annual releases. But if they start pumping these out more frequently as just like a good summer slash Halloween release every year. I, I will keep going to see them. I'm enjoying myself. The new cast is enjoyable enough um, that I like it. And I will still, despite the fact, like even when they were like, what if it's Gail? What if she's been through it all? And like, she's a killer. I'll never believe that. But I still like that. Like they're open to that possibility mm-hmm. and they've never done it that way in any of the movies. Like none of the killers have been one of the victims, you know, but I think that I, that leads me to I'm gonna give it a 3.5 out of five. Um what what object am I gonna choose? Coors Edge. Coors Edge. <laughs> Coors Edge. Coors Edge. Coors Edge. Hey, you can have five. you can have as many Coors Edge. 
Core, that's a hard to say. It is hard to say. Coors edges that you want. That seemed intense. Spencer, we'd love to hear your recast of the Legacy 3. Again, Okay, just, so I only have to do, okay. Yeah, you only have to do, if you did more, you can let us know, but. <laughs> no, so who, who, so could you just tell me who are the. Nev Campbell okay. is Sydney Prescott. Dewey Riley is uh, David Arquette. And Gail Weathers is Courtney Cox. Okay. There's been some good choices, I will say, throughout your franchise uh, episodes for Scream. Um, so, like, I, I don't remember who said, someone said Lee Pace for Dewey. Uh, oh yeah, I think I think Lauren Williams did, and I'm like, ah, fucking pole. That's a good. One. <laughs> um, so a lot of it was that, uh, but I also have one more question. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Is do you I can have call to a do friend. age appropriate uh, <laughs> casting like like as they are now, or just like if I was recasting Nev Campbell, if I could. You, yeah, you can. Ca- yeah, it's like if Scream One was made today. Okay. Or if you wanted it to be made in the early 2000s, whatever. But yeah, there's no rules. Just okay. Right. Okay. So I would take the main Yellow Jackets cast. Okay. Um. So we're shifting where Jasmine is. Okay. Uh, so Jasmine, I think, shifts over to Gail. Okay. Uh, and then we have uh the blonde rocker girl from yellow jackets that i do not know the name of i'll look it up i've never <laughs> researched the show i just watch it and like it a lot <laughs> um but then she i think she would be an awesome uh sydney um you're referring to nat right nat okay. yeah yeah uh, that's not the actress's name but the character's the character. name yeah, in yeah. yellow jackets yeah, yeah yeah okay um and then <sighs> probably for dewey uh the guy that plays bella's dad in twilight I have no idea who that is. <laughs> don't know. Don't know his name, you but said, that's who it is. You said that, and then you so, just Sophie full, Thatcher. Full confidence just stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, everyone knows who's Bella. <laughs> no, Bella's but think about dead. it. Like, you see it. You see okay. It. <laughs> okay. So Sophie Thatcher is Nat. Sophie Thatcher. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so so good. And then I'm looking up who's the dad in this movie. <laughs> Charlie Swan is Billy Burke. Yeah, 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 Billy Burke. Okay. That's perfect. <laughs> which is the dad and which is the actor? I don't know I'm which name is Billy really? Burke. Billy Burke Billy, is the actor. Billy Burke is the actor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I love it. That's good. Good. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Of course. Excellent choice. Uh, should we get into the? Fr- yeah. Okay. So, well, first, did this help hurt and all that? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say it uh, helped the franchise. I think um, you know, obviously, it. We talked about it during this or off, off mic. I can't remember. That it, it it has surpassed Scream yes. One mm. for um, box office. Um, I think it helped the franchise. I liked it. Um, my my ranking of this and everything, I would probably be like one, two, five, six, four, three. I think, but that again, the top five could shift so easy. Ryan, your thoughts? I mean, yeah, you're like Indian well, franchise. Well, commercially, obviously, this movie very much helped the franchise. As far as like the fandom goes, um, I I don't really know. I think it did. I think five certainly very very much helped. But I think this one is also kind of hard to say because it's like it's almost thirty years into the franchise. Yeah. Like it's more or less a sequel to five than it is like a continuation of everything. Um, at this point, you know, there's two legacy characters: Ghostface and. Dale Weathers, yeah. even though Ghostface obviously changes from movie to movie. 
Uh, so I don't really know if it helped or hurt necessarily. Um, probably hurt more than it helped now that I think about it. Um, but I don't think it was like detrimental or anything. However, um, as far as my rankings go, <clears throat> I'll say one, two, five, four, six, three. Got it. Okay, so let me <laughs> run through the screams in my head. Yeah, Spencer, um, where do you rank it out of the two? <laughs> so I would put uh, one at one. I think okay. that's a pretty good consensus pick. And yeah. then I would have to, I would literally have to put six, six. at two. At okay. the last place. <laughs> uh, no, two, number two, which is last place. Uh, but no, I love that. That's great. You know, but I would put, I would say helping or hurting as someone who hasn't watched any screams, like, had you only said, just watch six, I, w- I think I would have had just as good of a time. And like, so I think it's helping in the sense of okay, super yeah, sure. accessible yeah. for someone who isn't steeped yeah, in Ghostface, uh, because I didn't ever feel like I needed to worry about that. That's good. Like, for how much it is on itself, it does a good job just being like, but also, we're just, a, it's, a, it's a fun slasher movie. Have a good time. Yeah. And yeah, to like, confirm, did you watch one then six? Yes. Okay. I yeah. did watch one in, in six. So I think, uh, I think, uh, I wonder, I, I do think at this point, because they've broken it off, they can really do whatever they want. Like truly they can go however they want. They can do a John wick kind of style <laughs> or even better. I think, uh, what if they did an army of darkness, uh, type, type of thing? Cause yeah. Sydney's kind of, uh, 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 Sam's kind of a little bit nutty. Like that has guns. Make it a Sam Raimi comedy. Let's go. Let's have some good. Let's have some good times. Let's have some good times. Ryan, I do have to say there's one more legacy character that has been continuing in these movies. And that's the ghost of Skeet Ulrich. Oh, okay. <laughs> we <laughs> forgot about that. Touch on that. And let me tell you. Boy, <laughs> yeah. What did you think I of confused and surprised? <laughs> <laughs> um, when it happens in five, as you listen to the episode, you'll know it's still confusing and surprising, but <laughs> yeah. it's fun. But yeah, you got to keep up, my dude. I'll, I'll try to keep this somewhat succinct because this is the sixth episode and it's running a, a bit <laughs> it's long. long. Here. You guys have talked a lot uh, about Scream. Yeah, yeah. I've talked a lot about Scream. I think everybody knows I love this franchise. That's probably more than obvious at this point. Uh, abundantly clear. Yeah, you know, I think these movies are are really smart, especially the earlier ones. I think the way that like they continue and like talk about sequels and franchises and trilogies and everything is really fun. I think they're very self-aware in a way, at least most of them, not this particular one that is very organic in a lot of ways. I really like a lot of the characters. I like a lot of the conflict that comes up along these and the just like the storylines. Like, yeah, they're always a good time to watch. Uh, whether or not it's like, you know, around Halloween or anything like I will watch scream on Christmas morning. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's not like something like, Oh, and I say that because a lot of holiday movies are kind of like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So anyways, uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. I love, I love scream very, very much. Yeah. I'll keep it short and sweet. Yeah. Same as Ryan. If it's on the TV or if I want to toss it on, I will just have a blast. I'll watch it. Uh, it's probably I watch at least one screen movie every year around the holidays. Um, almost always one, but I think last year I watched a couple, and then this year obviously I watched them all. But it's a great way to get into that that process. They're a fun group view. I think like you toss on Scream One or Two or really any of them while you have friends over in the background, you're gonna have a good time. You can chat to the side. You can go get a drink. You're not too worried. 
you can get in the doorway and say, I'll be right back and everyone will laugh. It'll be fun. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a great franchise. Obviously, I love it. Spencer. I don't know. Do you want me to? Yeah, Spencer. About- no, I'm just curious. You look like you had a comment, so I just was going to let you say Oh, it. I just feel like a little ghost baby, and I can't wait to become a ghost oh, face. You're going to have such a good journey. I'm, I'm in. I am in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You've been indoctrinated. Yeah, this has been so... I'm, I was so excited after watching <laughs> Scream, and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I like this a lot. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Hell yeah. Oh, That's yeah. why everybody should listen to this podcast if they haven't listened to the well, There you go. Hey, Check yeah. it out. Check that out. If you're an hour and three minutes into it, you are listening to this podcast. That's, <laughs> however. Well, and Joe will put in some musical needle drops. Yeah. So. <laughs> a little bit of a long run. That's okay. Get your ghost face ass away from me, ghost face. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to? Uh, you can go first. Okay. So uh, to for a little bit of context here, which you'll kind of pick up on here in a moment, <laughs> Uh, since we didn't really have anybody to necessarily recast uh, in this particular film, I uh, thought it'd be fun, uh, as as well as Cody did, to, if we were to rank every ghost face killer that has been through the Scream franchise, uh, I believe all 12 of them, I want to say. Yep, I got 12 um, too. Again, I'm going to keep this relatively short because I know this is a long episode. Um, That's so my fault. <laughs> no. Hey, we had loved having you. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I will start with my least favorite going to my favorite or in some instances who I think is best, not necessarily my favorite. Uh, in last place, uh, Dermot Mulrooney's own Detective Ooh, Bailey. Not even really a ghost face, never had the costume on, nothing like that. Uh, <laughs> next up is Ethan. We've already talked about Ethan. He doesn't really have a lot going on. He's not sure what's going on. He does have a nice kill, but I'll give all credit to Jenna Ortega for that. Uh, Next up is Quinn. I wish we would have seen more of Quinn in this movie. I I like the moment she was in. Again, she had very, very little scream time or very little to do. Did you say scream time? You said scream time. (laughs) I I meant to say scream time, but it's scream time. Uh, So, yeah, I, I guess all of my 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 least favorite are yeah, all from this movie. Really brutal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> up next, we have Richie, who uh, is the ghost face for five. Oh, man, Spencer, we should have you leave the room for this because you're going to know. No, okay. it's okay. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Richie. These, these are movies uh, that, like I've seen too many horror movies where there's really no way to spoil it because the second I saw the detective, I was like, yeah, he's a killer. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, and I said it to Christine and she's like, I don't know. And I was like, mm, okay. 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's Richie. Uh, Richie is just fine. He He's kind of just like a sort of a vanilla guy. That kind of a Jack love Quaid interest type. Of Sam. Yeah. Kind of a Jack Quaid, Randy Quaid type. Uh, <laughs> up next, we have Charlie from Scream 4. He is played by Rory Culkin. Again, kind of similar to Ethan, like needs to actually, I, I want to flip him and Ethan, not in this order, but Ethan always seems like he just woke up from a nap. Charlie always seems like he needs a nap. Yeah. Um, he's just okay to me. Then up next, we have Roman. Roman also has very little screen time. Screen time. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <laughs> my brain is just saying scream by default now. Has very little screen time. And also he's just kind of a whiny little complainy fella. Don't really care about him so much. Uh, next is another Ghostface who I don't think got a ton of screen time, but who I also did really like as in like the big end reveal and everything, which is Mickey, uh, played by Timothy Oliphant. Billy's mother. Uh, up next after that is Amber from Scream Five. She is great. 
She goes balls to the wall in the final scene. She, I think, really flies under the radar. You killed my best friend! Yeah, and he died like a pussy. Uh, up next after that is Jill Roberts coming in at fourth place. Uh, Jill, very similar to Amber, like very much like really, really goes for it in that final scene, has like a, a pretty interesting take on why she's the ghost face being Sid's cousin and like wanting that notoriety and everything. Um, and then up next we have Nancy Loomis slash Debbie salt. Uh, always returning to the scene of the crime, always kind of throwing you off the scent, her scent. Uh, you, you get the big sort of twist that it's not a news reporter by any means. It's Billy Loomis's mother. My motive is in his nineties is Mickey's. Mine is just good, old-fashioned revenge. You killed my son. And now I kill you, and I can't think of anything more rational. Uh, up next, based on what you know from me, this one might surprise you. Coming in at second place, uh, despite being my favorite, I don't think he is the best ghost face. I'm going to say Stumacher. Okay. This one kind of hurt me to say second place here. If we're ranking him my favorite, Stu is by far my favorite. However, I think the ultimate ghost face is the original mastermind. And so because of like his role in Scream and now like the sequels and everything, like he is kind of like the inception of it all. I have to give credit to Billy Loomis. My favorite. Credit where credit's due. Ryan, I love that list. And I love how different our lists are about. Okay, that. interesting. Oh, wow. No, it's great. Um, so for me, I'll also go bottom up. I'll make this pretty succinct. 12, Roman Bridger. No, nobody's going to want to work with me. Variety called me a pariah. I don't even know what a pariah is. Uh -huh. Scream 3 is just, other than Parker Posey, it is the weakest, in my opinion, of supporting cast, including going to the ghost face. And like I said in the episode, it's just like, like he blows up a building. He can sound like anyone. I just didn't really ever feel menaced as much as I was like, well, of course he's in the room that he needs to be in. This ghost face is magic. Um, that was just <laughs> how I felt. And then 11, Quinn Bailey. Um, I do think that she's interesting. I just think that she's, especially because she's absent for so much of the movie, she's kind of a dud for me. Um, it's not that the actress does a bad job. She just doesn't really like stand out. Um, she had a confusing way of talking that I, it for whatever reason, me and Christine were both like, there's something wrong with I don't know. Like, like she like had like a, like something hurt her mouth almost because she, it seemed like it was a struggle <laughs> for her to speak sometimes. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. It was confusing. We had to like rewind it. A like huh. we might be old. It sounds like we're old. No, I've got to rewatch it an another time now to see because that might be true. Ten. Her, I don't even know if he's younger or older. Brother Ethan, whatever his last name was, I'm going to say Bailey, even though it's not. Um, I thought. Just a little bit more. He gets to be in the subway scene. We do get to be like, is are we suspicious of him or not? And like, even though he's boring, he's a little bit more convincing to me than Quinn. That like he's not Ghostface. Coming in at nine, uh, Charlie Walker. I love Rory Culkin. I think he's good in it. I just don't think that really he's given as much as some of the other ghost faces are. Um, and he goes down so easy like a little chump. Lord! <laughs> Eight, Mrs. Loomis. I I like it. I was surprised she fell this low for me. I just I don't know with ever, where everyone else went and how crazy I think some of the ghost faces go and how I enjoy it. 
She just kind of ended up a little middle of the pack here. Um, seven, Jill Roberts. Um, maybe if she had come back, maybe she had some sort of staying power. It's an interesting uh, take on a ghost face. I think the reasoning makes a lot of sense. It's a smart one, but yeah, I just think she's the most middle of the pack for me of that Jill Roberts because we're about to start getting into what I really enjoy in a ghost face, which is how crazy can you be in that last scene and how deranged can we see you mm. come after whatever has been your performance up to this point. Um, Amber Freeman is my number five. I, I agree with you or six. I agree with you. I think when she comes in in the last little bit, she is so good. She like gets caught on fire. All this stuff happens. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, five. And this is why I love the camp is I choose Wayne Bailey. Uh, I totally agree though. Like, probably on the list of like actual effective ghost faces or like best overall probably should be lower. But for my ranking, I put them higher because I get to do that <laughs> <laughs> for Mickey Altieri. I think uh, a good reprise of the Stu mocker esque stereotype while having a different purpose, uh, kind of combining the Randy and the Stu. A lot of fun. Three for me is Richie Kirsch. I think it was cool to have this outsider character for like most of the movie who was like learning about stab, even though we did talk about how illogical that would be. But like, he seems to make all the right decisions throughout to like try to survive. And then when you find out it's him, I think he's just such a pathetic man, baby, as she said that it's like a fun role. How can fandom be toxic Two, I'm going to go Billy Loomis here. Obviously great. Phenomenal. But I got to give that number one spot to my my homeboy, Stu Mocker. Oh, oh, this is the greatest part. Just Matthew Lillard selling that. My parents are going to be so mad at me. It's my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. Whatever the line is, it's so good. My mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. But yeah, I mean, those are our rankings. Thanks for listening. Uh, honestly, Scream, this franchise, a lot of people have been reaching out talking about how excited we are talking about this franchise. I think a bunch of people are excited to get into the spooky season. Hell yeah. It's been really fun. Uh, Spencer, is there a place that people can find you? You want them to anything you want to plug? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do a podcast uh, as well uh, because, you know, being in my mid (laughs) thirties, it's required. Yeah. We have to have one or we get in trouble. (laughs) Uh, So I have a podcast uh, that is the DMGT podcast. Um, You can find us Anywhere that it's the underscore DMGT. Uh, It's a podcast that focuses on like tech news, music news. Uh, We'll hit on uh, video games a lot. It's a a kind of just a general. If you're interested in like technology and things around that, uh, oftentimes that's what we're talking about um, and hit it up on TikTok, YouTube, all of the things. Nice. Um, Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Spencer. Yeah, thanks for being uh, here, Guys, next time, Ryan, is there a good hint for what we're about to get into? Yeah, you got one? They're back. Yeah, that's a good one. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. All right, later. He's a god. He's a man. He's a ghost. He's a guru. They're whispering his name through this disappearing land. But hidden in his coat is a red right hand. Sorry to interrupt. I'm just gonna tase you in the balls real quick. Fuck this franchise.